I'm grateful for all who have led us in worship today, our musicians, those who have read and prayed, and to Morgan, grateful for her, for her public profession of faith in Christ. It's good to be with you in worship here in person and with you online as well. Those of you who are worshiping with us online, I want to remind you all today at 5 o'clock, for those of you who are reading with us in the New Testament Challenge, I'll be hosting a Zoom session, a New Testament Challenge check-in, where we can talk about Scripture together. And an email went out with a link for that uh, earlier today. We are in a sermon series called Crosswise, Understanding Jesus' Death. And we're looking at various passages that help us to understand many of the wonderful meanings of the cross of Christ. Today I want to draw your attention to Philippians 2. I'll read verses 5 through 11 from the New Revised Standard Version. And the title of my sermon today is Humility on the Cross. Mindset is everything. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Let us pray. Lord God, in this preaching moment, I simply ask that you would help me to speak your word. Help them to hear your word. And Lord, help us all to do your word. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. My daughter, Nora, has a shirt that says on the front, Mindset is everything. I like the shirt. I like the message. Mindset is everything. We cannot control the world around us. We cannot control the people around us. We cannot control the circumstances around us, but we can control our own mindset. Mindset speaks to internal attitude. It evokes our mental approach to life. Are we thinking of our own interests or the interests of others? Are we fixating on our own perspective or considering the perspective of others? Are we thinking honestly or dishonestly? Humbly or arrogantly? Generously or greedily? Caringly or apathetically? Positively or negatively? 
Mindset is everything. Neuroscience indicates that the brain commands everything from our sensory reception to our feelings to our motor control. The eye won't look at anything without first receiving a cue from the brain. The foot won't take a step anywhere without first receiving a signal from the brain. The hand won't reach out to anybody without first taking an order from the brain. Our mind drives our senses, directs our body, and dictates our actions. So yes, mindset is everything. The Apostle Paul would agree. In Philippians 2.2, he urges Christians to all have the same mindset. This doesn't mean that every single believer has to hold the exact same opinion on every matter under the sun. It means we should all share the same basic attitude, the same underlying mentality. Paul specifies what he means in Philippians 2.5. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. The Greek term translated mind is phronane. According to Bible scholar Todd Still, phronane connotes an attitude or disposition based upon careful, continual thought. It evokes the habit of mind that Christ displayed and the type of moral reasoning that he exemplified. Here is an underrated Bible verse, if ever, there was one. Here is a memory verse for every Christian to know. Here is a good life verse if you're looking for one. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. If mindset is everything and we are to have the mindset of Christ, then what exactly is the mindset of Christ? Paul answers with one of the most sublime passages in all of Scripture. Many scholars think verses 6 through 11 represent a hymn that the early believers sang together in worship. Verse 6 reports that Christ, being in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited. Notice that Christ was equal with God, eternal with God, in the beginning with God, in the form of God. The hymn punctuates the full divinity of Jesus Christ, indicating that God and Christ are one. Although equal with God from the very beginning, Christ did not consider this something to be exploited. Hypothetically, he could have taken advantage of his divine status. Hypothetically, he could have exploited his divine position for his own benefit, but he did not. Unlike Adam, the first human being who sought divine status in the Garden of Eden, 
Christ had divine status and gave it up. He emptied himself, says verse 7, and was found in human form. The Greek term translated emptied is kenosis, which can also be rendered poured out. In the 19th century, this verse gave rise to so-called kenotic theories of the incarnation. These theories suggest that when the divine Christ took human form, he emptied himself of divine attributes such as omniscience or being all-knowing and omnipotence or being all-powerful. However, the text is best interpreted as Christ emptying himself of his divine position, not his divine nature. Christ emptied himself of divine position, divine privilege, divine prestige to come down and identify with humanity. He left his heavenly position to enter earth. He left his eternal position to enter time. He left his invincible position to become uh, vulnerable. He left the pearly gates of glory to become a newborn in a manger. He left the glimmering streets of gold to walk the dusty roads of Galilee. He left the pristine river of life to take a dip in the murky Jordan. He left the praises of ethereal angels to endure the scorn of sinful men. Christ could have lounged in the luxury of his lofty position, keeping a safe distance from all the troubles, injustices, sorrows, and sufferings of earth, but he chose to come down for our Sakes. He chose to descend for our benefit. He chose the downward path here because of his great love for us. This is the mindset of Christ. And mindset is everything. Not only did Christ take human form, but verse 7 adds that he took the form of a slave. In the first century, slaves had no rights. Legally speaking, they were non-persons. They were regarded as their master's property. They were so lowly, in fact, that they were candidates for crucifixion. A brutal, shameful humiliating method of execution that the Romans reserved for the lowest of the low. In the Greco-Roman world, to hear that God took the form of a slave would have been shocking, even downright scandalous. It would have subverted the entire hierarchical social system of the ancient world. For those with ears to hear, it is still shocking, still subversive that Christ, who was in the form of God, took the form of a slave. If he had lowered himself to the status of an angel, that would have been humble. 
if he had lowered himself to the status of a human ruler, that would have been quite humble. If he had lowered himself to the status of a common man, that would have been remarkably humble. But he lowered himself to the status of a slave. He left the highest station in heaven for the lowest station on earth. He left first place in heaven for last place on earth. The profound truth is that God identifies with the lowliest substratum of society. The meekest status in every time, place, and culture is therefore imbued with divine dignity. No wonder Jesus said in Matthew 25, just as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. According to Bible scholar C.F.D. Moule, it was his very equality with God that led Christ to forsake his divine privilege in such a drastic manner. For the nature of God is not self-serving, but self sacrificing. The nature of God is not self-protecting, but self-giving. The nature of God is not self-interested aloofness, but self-lowering love. In his downward trajectory to earth, Christ shows us what God is like. He shows us who God is. God is a humble God. Revealed by the humble Christ. He humbled himself, says verse 8, and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This is a vital word about God and about Christ. He humbled himself. No one else could humble him, that's for sure. The 19th century Danish philosopher Soren Kierkegaard wrote, There was none in heaven or on earth or in the abyss that could humble him. Christ willingly chose the downward path that took him from heaven to a cross. The cross was not forced on him, but freely chosen by him. The cross was no accident of History, but the intention of divinity. The Romans intended the cross to show Christ's humiliation, but in reality it showed his humility, for he meant to be there. The self-humbling of Christ is unsurpassable. If Elon Musk took the status of a mechanic, it would be nothing compared to the humility of Christ. If Michael Jordan took the status of a ball boy, it would be nothing compared to the humility of Christ. If Meryl Streep took the status of a custodian, it would be nothing compared to the humility of Christ. If Adele took the status of a cashier, it would be nothing compared to the humility of Christ. If a sitting president took the status of a migrant field laborer, it would be nothing compared to the humility of Christ. If the Queen of England took the status of a homeless person, 
It would be nothing compared to the humility of Christ. His humility cannot be outdone because there's no place higher than whence he came and no place lower than whither he went. While the humility of Christ cannot be excelled, it can be emulated. And that is Paul's point. For us to adopt the humbleness of Christ as our own attitude. Mindset is everything. And the mindset of Christ is humility. It's a mindset that lowers the self in the interests of others. It's a mindset that humbly considers the plight and perspective of others. The natural human mindset is to fixate on me, me, me. What I want, what's best for myself, how I see things, what my preferences, desires, opinions, and ambitions are. But Christians have an other's first mentality. We are the oddballs who have decided that of all the people to admire across the centuries, of all the human leaders to follow throughout history, of all the heroes, paragons, exemplars, and role models available, we are going to point to Christ hanging on a cross and say, I want to be like him. He's the one I want to follow. He's the one I want to imitate. If mindset is everything, I want his. In view of Philippians 2, the crucified Christ is deliverer and exemplar. He is redeemer and paragon. He is salvation for the soul and a model for the mind. To mirror the mindset of Christ is to freely choose to lower ourselves in self-giving love. It is to practice voluntary humility in the interests of other people. Since Jesus Christ did not exploit his privileged status, but saw it as an opportunity for humble service, how could we see our social status as anything but an opportunity for humble service? Christians of various statuses can consider the plight and perspective of our neighbors, including those occupying the lowliest positions in society. We are never more like Christ. And when we humble ourselves in love for other people. Bible scholar Luke Timothy Johnson clarifies that we imitate Christ's self-sacrifice not as an act of masochism for the sake of suppressing our own life, but as an act of love for the enhancement of other people's lives. The mindset of the cross is not about devaluing the self, not at all. It's about valuing others. Indeed, when we embrace this mindset, the brain signals to the eyes 
to look out for the interests of others. The brain signals to the feet to walk humbly with God. The brain signals to the hand to reach out in service of others. Now, you may wonder where such a humble mindset will get us. You may wonder just how far such a humble mindset could take us. Well, after Christ's humility, it took him from the highest status in heaven to that of a slave perishing on a cross. Verse 9 declares, Therefore God also highly exalted him. After Christ lowered himself to the cross in love for others, Christ lifted him from the grave. After Christ humbled himself to the point of death for our sake, God raised him up again. The humble Christ has now ascended into heaven where he sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. He has soared to the heights from whence he Came. The way of his mindset then is not merely downward but also upward. Again, the trajectory of his humility is not merely to descend but also to soar. When we by faith adopt the mindset of Christ and humble ourselves in love for others, God likewise raises us from the dead to everlasting life. The mindset of humility is the mindset of glory. The mindset of service is the mindset of heaven. The mindset of humbleness is the mindset of, of paradise. The mindset of self-lowering is the mindset of eternal exaltation. The mindset of self-giving is the mindset of receiving the kingdom of Almighty God. God. Mindset is everything. So let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. For he himself taught us, saying, All who exalt themselves shall be humbled, and all who humble themselves shall be exalted. Amen.